you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everybody, welcome to Dear Alice. Today we are talking about the entry. Making an entrance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, ladies and gentlemen, this is a chance to be dramatic and to strut your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a powder bath of sorts. Yes, I like that. Where you are never going to get tired of it because you're going to spend no time in it. But it's a chance to impress your guests if you are having a party. It's your first impression. If somebody doesn't know you, it is worth getting right. Yeah. So we thought we'd break it down for you today. Um, the first thing we wanted to do was um, answer a question for Marina at MVK31. She asks, small entryway solutions for those who walk into the living room. So you don't even really have a proper entry, mm-hmm. I think, is what she's saying. You just kind of open the door and you're in the living room. So how do we sort of create an entrance for that situation? I would look around the space after you open the door and see like, usually like there's a wall that you're like swinging the door into. And so typically there will be some type of wall that you can at least do a console. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I think that's something that we'll try and get uh, just a surface, whether it's a, we'll talk about center hall tables in a moment, but a console is just a nice little landing spot to again, have that as a surface. We put a mirror above it, you know, just, just cr- try and create a moment that designates it as the entry so it doesn't get lost in the great room chaos of things yeah and again can kind of like ground people still give people an appetizer to everything else they're going to experience but at least it's a great function because you put your keys in a bowl on the console you have a mirror to check yourself out and all the things that we want in an entry you can still have in a small entry we also talked about your rug I think mm-hmm. if you have a small entry, like getting the rug right yes, and having something that's, again, kind of expresses you as a good, again, appetizer to everything that you you represent basically in the rest of the house. That's great. I think two space expanding tricks that you can do in small spaces like powder baths. Um, one thing is make sure that console is leggy. Yes. We want a we want a leggy blonde in the entryway. <laughs> no, we want a really leggy console. Think of it like a teeny tiny bathroom and how they use a pedestal sink instead of using a full cabinet with a top because there's no room. So yeah. we want to we want to do a console that is leggy and then just has a top. If you can get something where the top is special because this piece has to do all the work, yep. um, like a beautiful marble top or a stone top. Um, it could, you know, it's probably going to be an almost like a small antique of a thing, but it's really leggy. Maybe it's got a pretty set of directoire legs on it. Maybe it's got slim, you know, brass legs with a little animal foot. You're looking for something interesting, not just a wood table with wood legs. Eh. Or in, in, in our best advice, we would say get something special that's petite and super leggy. Because then visually, it's not going to take up any visual weight because you don't have the space to really take that chunk out. So it's almost more of like, it almost feels like a floating surface, but it has these slim little legs on it. And then um, besides having something really leggy, being space expanding, you're going to use a mirror because mirrors also expand space. They're going to reflect light back in them. Um, They're going to reflect the room back in it. So it's never a hard stop for the eye. 
And like Sue said, you're going to want to be able to check yourself out really quick before you open the door make sure there's nothing stuck in that one snaggle tooth of yours. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You all had braces. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> it's me I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just kind of want to, you know, fix yourself up a little bit and, and then open the door. So we love a mirror and an entry. If there's room on that console top, we also really love to lean a little piece of art up against the mirror that's been hung on the wall. Yeah. It looks really a lamp if you can. pretty. Oh, yes, a spot yes. of light. That's amazing. Yeah. And then just have that glowing when people come in is really welcoming. Yes. Um, another thing that we've done that's really space expanding is um, we did a remodel on House of Kennedy mm -hmm. that is um, in our portfolio. She didn't hardly have an entry at all. It was almost more of like a front door opens, there's a coat closet on your left, a railing on your right, and you're headed straight into her library. So it's almost like a hallway for yeah. an entryway. And so for her, um, we did two things. We got rid of that coat closet. I know that sounds crazy, but for her, she really Hold wanted, <laughs> she really wanted a little console. And I think it was the right move. Of course, mm -hmm. I don't live in the house or the lack of storage, but visually it made the space feel so much bigger to re to regain that pocket of space. And um, so we did a lovely open console, a really interesting mirror and a lamp. Um, but the other thing we did was a small, really graphic floor tile um, out of marble. And when you use small, um, small tiles like that that are busy, they confuse the eye and it's a space expanding trick. Because you can't see actually how small the space is. If you had used 12 by 12 tiles, you would have seen that there was only four tiles. Yeah, a three by five pad for our entry, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. And, and it actually shows you exactly how small your entry is. Mm -hmm. But we continued her entry tile all the way um, into the uh, hallway and then down the hallway just to really make that whole thing feel like it was an entryway, even though it's a hallway and another hallway that joins it. Yeah, and it became more of a reception too. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like when people come in and before they're just funneled, basically it's a funneler. Yeah. <laughs> birth canal, if you will. Ooh, into birth these, canal, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> into these other spaces. But birth they get to kind of like, home. but now when they open the door, they get to really absorb what they're about to experience. This appetizer really did so much favors for the rest of her house too, because it's so interesting and it did exactly what she wanted to do which was to fill designer in this space. And, you know, they get to sit and pause. They have an interesting light, you know, happening over the stairwell on the right. They have a rad floor they're clicking onto. Mm -hmm. They have a console to set their keys down on and like hold while they take their shoes off. Yeah. That's a thing. But it just, it really is a reception for people to kind of get their bearings before they experience the rest of the house. Totally. Or start dinner. And, you know, in addition to you checking your teeth out when you open the door, the mirror is also awesome for the people coming in. Because, yeah, you got to make sure there's no lipstick on your teeth mm -hmm. or, you know, snaggle tooth too for your guests. Yeah. You never know. Totally. So anyway, it's just a favor for everyone. A glory to all. Yes. Is yes. there <laughs> is there such thing as like, we've talked about the carpet patch before. This is like, I'm thinking yeah. in, in the reverse. Is there such thing as like tile patch? And sure. When, when you like open up my um, front door, it goes right into my family room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, which is all carpet and then it kind of split levels. So it goes like carpet up, carpet down. And like my wife's been like, yeah, we need to have like something there to where it's like not just people aren't walking into carpet. And I'm like, I've been trying to figure it out in my head, but mm -hmm. it would just look out of place to me just to have like a square or, you know, yeah. a meat of tile or. Yeah. 
I mean, I think one thing that would expand that situation, that's a good one, Core, would be if you did, um, you could do hardwood on the entry pad and then do hardwood stairs and then just run a carpet runner. So you would see the hardwood caps and then everything, those stairs and all of that would feel more formal. Mm -hmm. And then you could get a really dope runner that's more expressive of who you guys are because you and your wife are both rock stars. Do you know what I mean? And it would feel less pedestrian and more elevated. Or if you wanted to, you could do some sort of cool stone entryway and you could do stone steps with no runner and just make it really clean. And, you know, just um, there's something about sort of triggering in all of those senses, like right when you come in, because that's part of a new experience. And so when you talked about like clicking your heels on that beautiful stone floor, and then let's say you've got a diffuser on your little entry table. So right away it smells like something Incredible. And then you've got this great chandelier with the light and it's reflecting in a Music's mirror. Playing. Oh, yes. Igniting, Live band. Igniting in all the senses. <laughs> Corey, Q. <laughs> beat. Corey's like, you took it too far. <laughs> Reel it back. <laughs> Make it. No, I do think, though, this igniting the senses, though, is uh-huh. really important because, like, when you invite people into your home, I think we all have this, like, pride when we do invite people into our home that we want them to feel feel us, you know, feel that we're welcoming them and feel who we are as a family and like what we represent. And so anyway, I love the idea of having a scent. Yeah. Well, and there's also something a little bit insecure about being the guest Mm -hmm. knocking on the door or ringing the doorbell and being like, oh, oh, okay. Do I look okay? Here we go. You know, (laughs) and you're about to go in. And so there's something about being received really graciously Uh and having it be a lovely experience. Um, I heard it was said once before that the entry is the appetizer to your home. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you a little flavor of of what you're about to get to. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's just condensed because it's a small space. And so all the things really talk to each other that are in the entryway because it's so small and intimate. And so using big pieces again in small spaces is space expanding and will really give you this instant like mood, you know, by you use a bigger mirror than you think you should. Yeah. Use a huge mirror in that small entryway. If you can, if you're remodeling a space, get that marble tile going in um, and run that as far and wide as you can. So the entry feels big Yep. Beautiful surface on the console. You could tuck a little ottoman in. Here's something that is really controversial. Um, we're all, we all have opinions on this. <laughs> um, some people require you to take shoes off when you come in the house. Mm-hmm. If you require that, make that a good experience for your guest because you're asking them to remove those shoes that they so carefully chose to wear over to your house to impress you. Right. And, and so now they've got to take those off and they're feeling a little naked. Maybe they don't have a pedicure. Maybe, Maybe they don't. Like, Maybe they yeah. have bare feet. I know. And, and actually it's been um, said by the carpet people that we've worked for. The, the worst thing you can do for carpet is to walk with bare feet because the oils from your feet are harder to get clean mm. from carpet mm. than dirt from shoes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't really want those oily feet that have been in their shoes all day long to come over at the end of the day and have a nightcap with you or, you know, party with you or whatever. So it's, it's an interesting thing. We all feel differently culturally. If you grew up in one of the Asian countries, for sure, it's a part of your culture to remove shoes. That makes a lot of sense. It would feel crazy for you to have your shoes on or any of your guests. But, um, you know, maybe you provide slippers or something like that for them. Or maybe people know you so well that they just bring slippers over. 
mm-hmm. because they know that you don't want shoes on. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's. I a, don't know if I'm going to go over to someone's house if they require me to bring slippers over there. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's you'd rather, crazy. You'd rather put your oily feet all over their floors. Just wear, I just wear socks, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah socks. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Just pack those. Yeah, yeah, bring a pair of socks. I do think like what you put in that entry teaches people how you live. Yeah. You know? So if that's a thing, it can be, you can say that two different ways. You can be like, you know, your shoe stops here. And then you're like, you're caught off guard and you're like, well, okay, I guess. Shoot. Okay. Okay. But you could just be like, come in, take off your shoes, relax. If that's something you want, you can like, you can express that in a very different way and how you present that information. Yeah. And if you give them the story, you know, here's a chair, please take off your shoes. Here, let me take your purse and your coat, Mm -hmm. you know, make yourself at home. That's a totally different. It's more inviting. Verbiage. Exactly. No shoes here almost feels like go away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go home. Totally. But, but also accommodate for that. Yeah, you know, exactly. if that's what you require, then put a little ottoman tucked under that console so that they could, you know, sit down on it and untie shoes. If they have shoes, they can't just slip off easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then they can just sort of park their purse and you can take their coat or whatever, but accommodate for that. Yeah. You can do that in no matter the size entry that you have. Yeah. And I think think. we all, like, if you're listening to this, I think you're a gracious hostess. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to care about how people experience your space and your home and you. And so really help them out, do the storytelling for them, the function, and then we can decorate on top of that. But that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that's really important in an entryway, because you, you usually walk into an entry and you can see stairs. I mean, this is true of house of Kennedy's home, even though that's a tiny little sliver of an entry, she does have a staircase right in the smack dab in the middle. So you're seeing a lot of balustrades. Stairs themselves are a rhythm of straights um, going up or down. And so everything that you're experiencing is quite straight. So if you can bring in shape um, and organic lines, sculptural lines, that is going to feel really extraordinary in an entryway. So um, if you do look at the House of Kennedy, again, um, you're seeing that console of hers is open, but has some curves to it. Her mirror is uh, the dolphin mirror. So it looks like snakes kind of intertwining their tails. It's a convex mirror, which has curvature to it. There's a lamp that also has shape to it. Um, Using a faux floral or a plant, if you have um, the right amount of light, an orchid or something like that big in an branches, entryway. You know, oh, you yeah. just freshly cut. Yes, love that. A big jar, I think, is a really gracious move. Yeah, so be thinking of which organic lines you can invite into your space, as many as possible. Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing. Yes. The chandelier that sits over Ashley's stairwell yeah. is, again, with all those streets, it's round, it's sculptural. Go look at it. It's really it feels like art mm-hmm. and that's a spot that you can really do power punch moves and it, you can see it from the outside in the window, which again, is just a nice receive, like a reception I love that for people. So yeah, I would say for the most part, there's no reason to have a square light fixture no. or a lot of geometry yeah. like in that. Yep. We want to sort of soften that whole thing. Yeah. That's great. Um, let's move on to a little bit larger entry, shall we? I think most people probably have room for a console. Mm-hmm. When you walk into an entry, if you have a grand entry, you have room for the center hall table, which is the mother of all entries. High five, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> High, High five, five to you. Those of you that get to have the center hall table. Um, one really of the fun. questions we have, um, this is from Amy at AGL. Um, 
Uh, a Gloriella. Gloriella. Oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. Amy, what a beautiful name. Um, she asks, is there a formula to determine the size of a round entry table for a foyer so it's not too big and not too small? Great question, Amy. So, Amy, what you want is a three-foot pathway on both sides of the table so that you can get through it comfortably. And so if you take the size of your entryway, the width, and you subtract six feet from that, because three feet on each side of the table, that will tell you how big your table can be comfortably. Yeah. What if the table's up against the wall? That's fine. So you just need three feet from the other wall oh, yeah. to the table? Yeah. yeah. For your console. That's a good example. In Rachel Parcells, we did that very thing. We, we hugged the center hall table into the curvature of her stairs, and then her pathway happens on one side of the table. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's totally doable. Mine is the same way. Um, my, my stairs kind of hug my center hall table, and I still have plenty of pathway left over. So just kind of keeping in mind, you want like a three or four foot pathway on both sides, or at least one side of the table. Yeah, but if you can fit like a three or four foot pathway you have a really grand entry ah. so that's going to be really fun if you and if you do the math and you end up with like a 24 inch round don't do a center oh yeah <laughs> all round table mm, do you know what I mean that did Tuck not it. work <laughs> that's, that, was, that was not the right move so then you'll probably want to stick to a console or tuck it like Jess was saying into your stairwell here's a random question and I don't know how you guys feel about this that's why I'm asking it but how do you how do you guys feel about the half console like that some people do that's like basically it's like the back half is cut off do, oh he's talking about the demi loon yeah. yes if you the half round yeah. they're tricky to style i feel like demi loons are a little tricky to style yeah the and lamp always falls off one yeah, side you i'm just to, kidding you kind of have to look at the weird. lamp the lamp has to go in the middle <laughs> no, or slightly and, off center and if you're really slim if you're in new york apartment and you just need something soft to just like welcome people in yeah. like then go for it but i think demi loons are usually trickier unless you can have a really graciously large demi-loon yeah. that has a lot of like space with full depth in the center and graduates out. Um, mm -hmm. But the small ones in entry, I think are really tricky. Yeah. And somewhat dated. I feel yeah. like maybe we're not really placing them much. Yeah, we aren't though. I do have one on my back deck, right? When you go outside, there's not really room for a, a console, but I have a concrete demi-loon faux bois. It's kind of more elongated, but Mm -hmm. um, it actually softens that space. And so it's kind of a never say never kind of thing, okay. but yeah, it's, it, that's definitely a thing. And that would, that would bring curvature to a space. So I get it. it kind of depends on the style of the yeah. Demi loan to be really fair. If you have a rad antique from your grandma or something that you want yeah. to boast and you have a small entry, it's a great spot for it. And you just put a mirror, you might not have room for a lamp, you know, or you can do a funky floor lamp next to it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll get creative, but <laughs> yeah. but they are, if anyone's here, here, like raise your hand. If you style the Demi Loon, it's a little bit tricky, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Sorry. That was a tangent. No, no that's just question. fine. Um, yeah. The center hall table is so wonderful and it is a great, um, a great place for an awesome collection. Yes. And we get really excited when we have a grand entryway where we can pull out all the all the tricks. And the fun thing about a center hall table too, it's kind of, it's usually the size of a dining table. Like you're usually, you might be minimum of 36 for a smaller space, but you're usually up to like 42, 48, mm -hmm. some 60, which is really fun. And the fun thing, apart, fun part about all this is you get to actually see the base in yeah. a dining room. You don't really get to see the base because you're covering it with chairs. Yeah. So this is, if you want to do something really rad and sculptural, and a really, you're going to want an interesting table that really kind of reflects your style. 
Yeah. And and that's so fun about the center hall table. You can mm-hmm. really pull a trick. Yeah, this is not your average um, round table that has four legs. This is always a table that has a center um, pedestal. pedestal coming up. And pedestals these days come in all sorts of sculptural, interesting, found-looking things. And that it's just an incredible trick. And then we usually will like nest an ottoman in with it because the eye again chair. wants to graduate. Yeah. yeah, or a chair with it. Um, so the center hall table is amazing. And then you could pull all sorts of stunts on top of that that mm-hmm. bring a lot of those organic sculptural lines. You can play with heights. Um, it interacts with your chandelier in a gorgeous grand way. Mm-hmm. Um, you really express the seasons too. We talked about that with like the oh, ginger yeah. jar and like cut branches and like really just kind of refreshing that for whatever season it is. Totally. It is a really fun reception as well. Yeah. And again, your height can be wild and crazy. Like in Tiger Oak, that prey tome we did, mm-hmm. we actually did a tree on top of that because we had the height to do so. Um, so you can put a full on tree on top of a center hall table, given it's the right scale and size. Mm-hmm. Um, or you do a ginger jar that you're just constantly refreshing, which is yeah. really, really fun or fafo branches that we we do that all the time yeah so right now in my center hall table I have cherry blossoms Mm -hmm. because it's spring and I'll leave those up until fall and then I'll switch them out for magnolias and then after that I might use some really soft pine branches for the holidays Mm -hmm. so it's it is a really fun seasonal trick and that brings a lot of volume to a space which is great. The actual jar can feel really sculptural and interesting and can be blue and white or can be just Mm -hmm. like white and matted and plastered or you know, again, those little accents will help to tell your story. Yeah. And that same that same principle can apply to the console. If you do not have room for the center hall table and you have a console on one side of your entry, you can put a lamp on it, a tall lamp, guys, like at least 30 inches. Um, I have one that's probably 48 inches tall. It's the Thomas O'Brien one. But you really, really want to stretch the eye in that space because it's going to make your entry feel more important, more grand, more tall. I don't care if you have eight foot ceilings. You want a really tall, slim lamp, probably Mm -hmm. candlestick lamp is great. Something tall and slim, depending on the size of your entry and the size of your entry table, make sure that that scales for that. But one one part of the scale that you got to make sure is get the height on that lamp. And then you can get a ginger jar also happening on that. And you can still do the branches on that console, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. You're going to have a mirror up against the wall. As big of a mirror as you can is great. And then you can lean a little piece of art with that, put a diffuser on it. I think that the there's a candle is fantastic, but for the most part, we don't really live in our entry. So we never, we never think to go down and light it. Or if we do, we might not think to go down and blow it out. (laughs) So I like a diffuser in my entryway because then no matter what, when that door opens, you can smell that diffuser doing its job and it's just always going to work. I don't have to remember to light it. If you're having a party, lighting a candle is awesome, but your house will already sort of have this scent Mm -hmm. fully diffused in it, which which is fantastic. So figure out your signature scent for your entry that's a really great takeaway from this podcast. Yeah, we, yeah, we've mentioned that before. Again, you know how your mother's house smells. You know how your sister's house smells. We psychologically, you know, relate these scents, you know, these senses with the people that we know and love. Yeah. So I think that's such a cool thing to just be like, oh, your house always smells so good. Right, and yeah. Like, Thank heavens you can't smell the fish sticks. Yes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Totally. Um, but just something more obviously gracious and, and beautiful like that. 
Yeah, I love it. Love. Yeah, so you too can have can have your own scent. Yeah. One thing, fun thing about your center hall table because Jess has a console in her entry proper. And then you go into like by your stairwell while you do have the center hall table, you actually put a little baby lamp yes. there, which is so fun. You did a floor outlet right there, which I love that you did. So again, they're not necessarily competing, but it's kind of nestled, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole composition of the cherry blossoms and the ginger jar and your books and all the gorgeous things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The baby lamp's a fun trick. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was going to say about those of you that have consoles in your entries, mm-hmm. do not forget the opposite wall. Oh, yeah. So you have the mirror and the mirror can reflect the art that's on the opposite wall. And it's going to make it feel really curated and beautiful. I have um, kind of an art story happening that starts at my floorboards and goes all the way up to the to the ceiling in my entryway. And that's what reflects in the mirror and the composition that is the console and the mirror. And that story is all really a simple color. Um, that really kind of blends with the wall. And then I bring in um, a lot of contrast on the opposite side, lots of blacks and whites, and it reflects beautifully and they play together so well. If that mirror was just reflecting nothing, it would be a little bit more um, undone. Soulless. Soulless. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, I feel like it just wouldn't quite feel finished. So don't be afraid to treat both sides of the wall. Yeah, it kind of hugs you too as you're like entering Mm -hmm. into these spaces. Yeah. One other thing to think about, um, I'm just picturing my own space as I'm looking down the hall at night and I have my lamps on and my entry chandelier on. It's one of my favorite moments in my house. And one thing that is really important is your front door is also part of that composition. So don't feel like, don't feel like you need to leave your front door white. Um, especially if the front of your door is a dark color or a color at all, you can bring that color into the inside I have kind of a navy black door and it's the same on both sides. And when I look down my entry hall at night, I feel like I've got this New York brownstone moment where I've got this dark door, these white side lights and moldings and, you know, beautiful art stacked from floor to ceiling and the console with the light on and then the chandelier. And it just really gives it a strong finish. So don't forget to treat your front door as part of the entry. And while you're doing that, I would say you could also buy a little jewelry for the door. Make sure the doorknob is fantastic. It's a really fun thing to go to a party and have a beautiful handset, you know, that that you open or the guest opens. Um, you can have a beautiful wreath on your door. I love a door knocker. Um, my, I have a fox a door knocker. I've seen lion head ones. Um, I've seen some that look like a little hand holding a knocker. Mm-hmm. Um, there's brass kick plates you could put on the bottom section of it. I have a mail slot as well. Mm-hmm. I went like full New York moment on my front door. Um, so you can decorate your front door as not decorate, but put beautiful hardware on it. If all of that sounds like too much, at least have a gorgeous handset. Mm-hmm. And that will be the same on um, both sides. And the fun thing about going up to Jess's front door and seeing that little fox knocker <laughs> sounded awesome. Anyway, is that you've realized that you're a good time. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. can feel, be very expressive. If you're more dressy, dress that up. Yeah. The lion head. But like, if you know Jess, you're like, that's the perfect thing for her door and the perfect entrance to her home. Totally. And you know so. what's funny about me is I actually don't even have a doorbell. Yeah. The only way you can knock on my door is with that knocker. Um, because the, the, the doorbell just felt too modern and too electronic and... 
I just wanted to have that more that sound than a buzzy dingy sound. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, totally. I, I wasn't so thoughtful about it when we were building the home, but for some reason, none of the homes we've ever lived in have had a doorbell. Isn't that weird? It's a really weird common denominator, but this house, it was time to do that. And I said to my builder, no, no doorbell. We're just going to do a knocker. So it's kind of our signature thing. So that, I think that also is part of receiving your guests, you know, how they knock on the door. Yeah. What a fun interaction to have with that hardware. Yeah, That's cool. totally. Um, okay. We've got, um, should we talk about common design mistakes that we see in entries? Yeah. Okay, let, let's do it. Get into the first one um, that I'll say has always been a, a nervous sort of pet peeve of mine mm-hmm. is if I see a family photo in the entryway. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's way too much information because you're going to have strangers knock on your door and you do not want them to see your children or to count how many kids you have or to make comments like, Hey, I see you got a big family. We got to protect them by giving you a new security system. (laughs) Or do you know what I mean? Like you'd never want that to be part of the sales pitch. And you're like, my family's none of your business. You know what I mean? I just think it's really personal. And also the family can't see themselves in the entry because they come in through the garage door, the back Mm -hmm. door and they live inside the house. So put that family photo where they can see it and where you, the family comes together and yep. where you can celebrate it. Intimate hallways, things like that. Totally. Right? Yeah. And you really allow people into your space that are, you know, your people. Totally. Then yeah. they get to, they get to enjoy the family photo and talk about it and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of keep um, family photos out of the entryway. Yep. Yeah. It's not for those people. No, that's for you. That's for the, the inner banks of your home. Totally. <laughs> not the entryway. So talk about the too small rug. Too okay. small of a rug. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If you have too small of a rug in your entry, it's like a single file line at Disneyland. Like you stand here and wait for your turn to enter, you know, do a bigger rug, do as big of a rug as you possibly can. So that those coming in, you might, it might be winter time. You might have like a, you know, a whole family coming in. I don't know, but just like that single file, like little tiny rug, it just like limits you just to grow the space. Your space will look bigger. It will look more gracious and you'll get to get a better, more fun rug if you just blow it up, right? So go bigger on your rug, please. For the love, go bigger on your rug in the entry. Also go big on the rug outside the entry on the front porch. Also make sure both of those rugs are really nice and gracious. You guys have been in the homes where you're just like, okay, I'm next. (laughs) It's a a one person. (laughs) Yeah. That was left over. (laughs) Totally. That's great. Would you say there's needs to be like um, a certain scale from, for the size of the door to like the um, entry like rug? Yeah, I would say bigger. Like usually when you walk into an entry, you'll have the size of your door that opens in. You'll have space to do bigger than your door. Mm-hmm. At least try and go that. You know, you might have limitations, but still try and go bigger than your door. Okay. Yeah, three by so, five is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing too. Don't be afraid to rotate the rug. Ooh. The rug, <laughs> I know it sounds simple, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy, Sue. Uh, um, in my house, um, when we moved in, I had a rug that was in a beautiful spot in my last home. And I was just trying to figure out where all the rugs going to go. I was so surprised in my entry. I put a six by nine rug, but I rotated it. And so you walk into the six foot part. Mm-hmm. The nine is the long way because I have a door that's probably 36 inches. I have two side lights and then there's a little bit of space left over. It's not a massive entry by any means, yeah. but... It is, it is like probably seven feet 
wide, my entry. Mm -hmm. So the six foot is perfect mm -hmm. just to give you guys an illustration. And then my entry, my entry is long enough that it accommodates a nine. So I, I could have put a three by five rug, you know, there. So it was just the width of my door, but by using a six by nine, my gracious, my, my entry feels so much more gracious. Yeah. And you and a lot of homes too, you have, you go into the entry and a lot of homes have like a real living room on the right and an office on the left or, you know, some orientation like that. And so by doing a longer rug, you're usually taking up some of that doorway, mm -hmm. yeah. which is really, again, a nice entry to those spaces totally. too. You're just and taking you're them not, right into your house. Exactly. And it's yeah. pulling you in and you can have everybody standing on that rug. Oh totally. My gosh, it's not and it also doesn't shift. Mind. Like if you have a little tiny rug, then it's probably crooked at some point because yeah. it's just too small to hold its own weight. Yeah. Let the walls hug it in and hold it in. <laughs> Yeah, totally. We're not creating wall-to-wall -wall carpet here. This, you can still yeah. see wood floors underneath, but I promise you, most of you can have a much bigger rug yeah. than you currently have in your entryway. Yep, and do a rug pad. Yes, then awesome. it won't slip. Good yep. point. Exactly. Pro tip. Pro tip. I love it. Okay, the last thing is... Yeah, sad lighting. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Don't do a boob light no. in your entry. This no. is your moment, guys. This is your shot. This is what Hamilton's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> or anywhere, actually. Yeah, or anywhere. There's yeah. no need for the boob light. I mean, nope. maybe if you've got a closet somewhere, nobody knows. <laughs> but Hide it in there. Yeah, this is your moment. So even if you don't have a super tall ceiling, you could probably at least get away with a semi-flush mount, mm -hmm. which just means it has a little bit of a stem, and then you see the light hanging and just that little bit of relief causes a really pretty shadow and reflection and whatnot. So it's not just hugging the ceiling. Yeah. Um, so really pay attention to that. That's your jewelry moment. This is your entry. This is your first impression. Mm -hmm. So let's do a really great light. If you buy an existing home that has a boob light, attack that first, like yeah. get something that's a little bit more special. I just bought a home at a boob light. <gasps> I actually took it out. I don't even have a light in my entry until I have something proper yeah. to put in there. Cause I need that reminder. That's right. You know, that dark reminder that I need a better light. Yeah. You you're feel like you're losing it life when you see the boob light. You're like, I would rather not look at you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a, I'd a, rather, a rob I'd rather have nothing <laughs> than have you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well. totally. Well, I hope this has been helpful, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. And a couple take-homes on the entryway would be get a diffuser. Yep. Figure Create out what your, your scent. signature scent is. That's really fun. Get a tall lamp. Um, a bigger rug. Get a bigger rug. Yeah. And take down the boob light. And take down the boob light. Give you permission. <laughs> yeah. With that, have a great day and we will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 